0: Welcome to Open Source News Live. I am your brother. I am your host, James, the black conservative patriot. Trump's latest move has me a little confused and perplexed. Perhaps you can help me. I'm going to break down what he's done, what he's doing, why he's doing it, and some other information. And perhaps together we can figure out what he's up to. Looking at these things objectively, as we are, if you're on this channel, supporters of the greatest president of our lifetime. Before we get into that, let's talk about the man who used to be the worst president of our lifetime and no longer has that. Looks like he is in his final days and he'll be able to go to the grave knowing that he is no longer considered the worst president in the modern era of the United States of America. Former President Jimmy Carter who is 98 years old has decided that he he's had a lot of these brief trips to the hospital and he's decided that he's done with that. He is going to be remaining at home in hospice care. That's according to a statement released uh, today, Saturday afternoon by the Carter center. Carter is 98 years old was the 39th president. He served from 1977 to 1981 and he is the longest living ex president. He is a Democrat and was a governor of Georgia from 71 to 75. Now, his policies were terrible. He was weak, and the it wasn't a depression. It was a really bad recession. Things were very, very bleak at that time, or so I'm told. Now, here's the thing. When you look outside of his failed presidency because of bad policy and weakness, Everything from the uh, hostage situation to, you know, the uh, the entire uh, OPEC oil crisis. I mean, he just a lot of things piled on him that just made things miserable for uh, Americans. Now, correct me if I'm wrong or fill me in if I'm missing something. But I don't remember hearing much about corruption as far as Jimmy Carter being like, I don't know, like the Clintons or or Joseph Biden and family. If I missed that, uh, put that down below. I just remember, maybe it could be the propaganda, peanut farmer Jimmy Carter being a, a devout Christian. That's what I remember about him. In other words, an all-around fairly decent guy with bad politics. Unlike the Democrats of today, who are horrible, horrific, satanic, Satanist, Luciferian, devil-worshipping, whether they know it or not, evil Marxists, they're terrible people, many of them, with terrible policy. Now, I know one of the last photos that that I saw was when Jill and Joe Biden visit him and uh, his wife. And it was a weird, like, wide angle. It made them look like they were really small. It's a very, very, very strange picture. Here's the announcement by the Carter Center. Statement on President Carter's health, February 18th, 2023 in Atlanta. After a series of short hospital stays, former U.S. President Jimmy Carter today decided to spend his remaining time at home with his family and receive hospice care instead of additional medical intervention. He has the full support of his family and his medical team. The Carter family asked for privacy privacy during this time and is grateful for the concern shown by his many admirers. Now, many admirers, some people might balk at that, but what has Jimmy Carter done? I mean, I know him, I I, I had heard that he was doing some kind of preaching or Sunday school teaching, and I've known him and to see him several times throughout the years being involved with Habitat for Humanity a fantastic organization. So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay, here it is. Since Jimmy Carter left the White House, he has taught a Bible study every other week at a Baptist church in rural Georgia. As of five years ago, he had taught 800 lessons. Okay, see, that's admirable. What has Bush done? What has Obama done? Since they've left office. We can't ask about Trump because he's running again. And it was pretty recently, only two years ago. But the Clintons and the Obamas have been completely self serving. Once again, I don't fill me in. Carter, horrible politician. Seems like a good, decent Christian guy. If I miss something, let me know down below. Ninety eight years old. That is a hell of an accomplishment. Okay, folks, uh, the the water is safe. Everything is safe in East Palestine, Ohio, according to the feds. Trust the government, they say. We're going to look into this and everything is fine. Well, it looks like their neighbors, sure as hell, don't trust what's going on here. On Friday, yesterday, the city of Cincinnati announced they would shut down the Ohio River intake following the chemical explosion upstream. This is what the city of Cincinnati sent out yesterday. Out of an abundance of caution, we will shut off the Ohio River intake and will temporarily switch to water reserves. We're we'll continue to monitor the situation to keep your water safe. and then they give people the uh, resources to 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 get their questions answered. NTD reported this. the city of of Cincinnati announced it will shut down the intake to prevent any possible contamination. A day before they had said in a statement that water sample testing showed no detectable levels of the chemicals connected to the derailment as well as a controlled burn. So they said, hey, we tested the water and it, we, no detectable levels of the chemicals, but out of out of an abundance of caution, we're we're just not going to use their water. Bravo. Bravo to the people in Cincinnati, Ohio, and in charge of their public works and water. By not falling for or just falling in line with the messaging coming out from the feds. Huge cover up. Huge cover up. For those of you in Ohio, down below, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're not aware, you can watch this show on YouTube. You can also watch the show on Spotify. Open source news is available in video format on those two, in those two places. YouTube and on Spotify. They go up, first the YouTube video goes up, and usually within about 15 or 20 minutes, sometimes less than that, the video will, uh, will also be up on Spotify. Now, when I do these lives, there's a little bit of a delay between the live, because that's it's live on YouTube, like this one, and there's a little bit more delay before you sh- you see it on Spotify. But generally, within an hour, either way, you're not missing much. So I'm giving you two options on where to watch this. You can also listen to it on Spotify and all the other major podcasting platforms: Apple, Google, Stitcher, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, let's continue talking about the former vice president and corruption and his son. Hunter Biden's art dealer, George or Burgess, refused. Within the last 48 hours or so to provide the House Oversight Committee requested disclosures into his art sales to anonymous buyers. Hunter, remember, remember, folks, Hunter Biden is an attorney and a former lobbyist. And he is under investigation for tax fraud. And at this point, it is reported that he sold about 12 paintings at or about a half a million dollars each. Okay, those those are the that's the information we have. We also know that Burgess, his art dealer, is very cozy with China. We also know that art and real estate are one of the ways that they launder money. M- money is laundered through real estate and through luxury real estate and through art sales. If you're new around here, Uh, Until fairly recently, a few years ago, I was a vice president at an FDIC-insured bank. I've been in banking and finance since the age of 21, working with Bank of America. And every year, the ABA, you've got to take, doesn't matter pretty much anywhere in the bank that you work, you've got to take these courses on uh, detecting money laundering, okay? And I probably about four years ago, I did a video on how, how the elites launder money through the banking system. People had questions about that. So I explained that that was about four or five years ago toward the beginning of this channel. I remember specifically because I actually did the uh, the video upstairs because there was uh, my kids were having a party that day. That's before. That's when I was still doing this, uh part time. So I couldn't do it in my office because my office was downstairs next to where the kids were having their party. And then upstairs in, in, in my bedroom. It was right. You could still hear it. So I moved over and, and did it in the vanity area in our in our in our in our bathroom, and you can see our, you can see our tub and in, in the, uh, in the, on the far end of the master bedroom. And people were giving me a hard time about it, but they love the information. That's when I had probably, I don't know, maybe a hundred thousand subscribers, maybe eighty thousand subscribers, and that video I think got like half a million views. Yes, they are monkeying with the numbers. Look how many views are on this video or the ones before. Not even ten percent, though I've got six or seven times the subscribers I had back then. But I digress. They launder money all the time, the elites and the very, very uber rich through art and real estate, luxury real estate because art, because it's, you know, you can't, it's not appraised like other assets are, right? There's no market for, you know, there's only one Picasso or one uh, Pollock painting, you know, they can inflate the prices. I'm not saying that those paintings in particular have news launder money, but they can launder money. Because there's no basis, for this. what's it being valued at? Like what what comparable things are they valuing? No, it's subjective, right? So they can inflate the values and slide some money in there to pay for. Oh, you know, some of these elites actually have, you know, they are trafficking, right? You know this, not drugs, but in humans. And perhaps maybe, how do I put this to escape the uh, uh, the bots and the sniffers on this platform? Age inappropriate. Activities they pay for that stuff through art. So you have a man who's connected, George Berger, or Burgess. He's uh, he's connected with with China, and he's keeping these things secret. And he's telling Comer and the Oversight Committee to pound sand. In January, House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer requested Burgess testify before Congress and turn over relevant information about the art sales. Comer told uh, Breitbart News. He has 95% sure the the buyers of Biden's art are Chinese buyers, potentially implicating President Biden. But on Thursday, Burgess, who has a history of doing business in China, told Cormer through his newly hired attorney that he would not provide information related to Hunter Art sales because the sales are intended to be secret. I mean, that's the whole issue, right? They shouldn't be secret, but he goes, they are secret, so therefore I can't tell you the secret. By the way, uh, his attorney is... uh, from the D.C. law firm Kaiser Dillon. And according to LinkedIn, his legal specialty is congressional and white collar investigations. His attorney uh, is William Pittard. Interesting. Quote, and light of these considerations, providing the documents and information requested in your letter seemingly would defeat the efforts of Mr. Biden and the White House to avoid the serious ethical concerns that you raise. Mr. Burgess hopes that you and Mr. Biden can resolve that tension. Seriously, that's what the attorney is saying. In light of uh, we want to avoid any serious ethical concerns, we're going to act unethically and not give you the information. Because if we gave you the information, then perhaps it would muddy the waters or open worms having to do with ethics violation by Joseph Biden Jr., the current president, and the father of one, Hunter Biden. Wow. By the way, back in 2020, there was a Senate subcommittee that reported detailed how the art market serves as a vehicle for money laundering, which means that my YouTube video from several years ago, I want to say it was like the first year or two of the uh, uh, the presidency of President Trump. That means that my expose, my breakdown of that, Mm predated the Senate one by two years. Just on you folks, that alternative media, not just me, but alternative alternative news media, you're going to get information and news way before mainstream media. Can you imagine if you were, depending on mainstream media, you would have just found out that the Hunter laptop, in fact, was not rushing disinformation, but is legitimate. 537 days or so after the story originally broke, you had New York Times and others saying, yeah, yeah, this thing is real. Can you imagine if you were waiting for mainstream media, establishment media, legacy media, real news media, as the left would have you believe, for your news, you'd be 537 days late on the Hunter Biden laptop story. Appreciate you being here. Please like, share, and subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching this on Spotify or listening to this episode on any of the many podcast platforms, please press the follow button so you can help expand our reach. And now we're finding from emails that Hunter Biden is connected to the Russian oligarch, Oleg Deripaska, who is involved in the FBI official Charles McGonagall's recent indictment. And that indictment was, was because the FBI official Charles McGonagall was working on behalf of Russia. He actually was colluding with Russia while investigating the supposed we now know false collusion of Trump with Russia. Can't make this stuff up, folks. Can't make this stuff up. This is real life politics. Crazy, crazy, absolutely crazy. Okay, this is the second leak between Hunter and the allegedly dirty FBI New York spy, Chief McGonigal. But this is what we found. Emails on Hunter's abandoned laptop show that Hunter tried to sell information about Deripaska to Alcoa, which is a big U.S um aluminum firm you may have heard of Alcoa Alcoa had just signed a 2-year metal supply agreement with Russell, a Russian entity Russell, that Russian entity dealing in um, in metals was founded by Deripaska In a 2011 in 2011, Hunter offered quote to provide Alcoa with a statistical analysis of political and corporate risks Elite networks associated with Oleg Deripaska, the Russian CEO of Basic Element Company and United Company Rusal. They wanted uh, twenty five thousand dollars from Alcoa from phase one and fifty five thousand for refined analysis. Alcoa told them to to, to put uh, to pound sand. It didn't come to fruition because I thought they thought that the information wasn't worth the fifty five thousand that Hunter Biden and people wanted one if that was the cover for hey we'll get you this information for you know a, a total of what would that be uh 80, oh but if you say no then i'm gonna sick my dad on you who knows who knows well that would have been uh yeah that would have been 2011 during the first term of the O biden administration once again all of these connections to hunter biden And corrupt FBI officials and actual oligarchs. Nothing to see here, folks. And we're supposed to believe that crack, Hunter Crack, crackly crack Hunter did all this on his own because it was brilliant and had nothing to do with his connection to his father. Yeah, right. That's what we're supposed to believe. And we're also supposed to believe that this man who has no artistic. I mean, who knows? First of all, do we really know that he actually painted those paintings? I mean, I'm just saying. But you see the paintings. They look good. $500,000 worth. He's an unknown. The only thing he has going for him is he's the son of the current president. But we're supposed to believe that he is some great artist. He is the new prodigy. You know, he is the smartest guy that Joe Biden knows. And he's his great artist. And people are just clamoring for his art because it is so good. Okay, now... Let's move away from the previous vice president. Let's talk about the current vice president. Kamala Harris was over in Munich for a security conference today, uh, Munich, Germany. She spoke to the Munich Security Conference, and she announced that the U.S. has, quote, formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity in its conduct of the war on Ukraine. Well, perhaps a crime against humanity or at least a crime against Americans may be the fact that Kamala Harris is one heartbeat away from being in the Oval Office. (laughs) Scary thought. Now, here is the latest coming out of this. Absolutely ridiculous. First of all, she was completely surrounded by security. And everything was keep people away, even the press. No other world leader at this conference had this. Even the prime minister of Britain did not have the security detail. She walked out of a door into another part of a building that was adjacent, looks like. I'm looking here. And she had, they closed off the street. They gave her the presidential treatment. And she's just a vice president. And it's funny, the comments coming out of... um, coming out of there by the way she said that the united states will support ukraine for as long as it takes we will stand on the side of freedom democracy and justice the united states will support ukraine as long as it takes and then there was talk about nato is more united than ever against totalitarianism uh can someone remind me if ukraine is a nato nation oh oh they're not that's right The United States will support Ukraine for as long as it takes. Get ready, folks, for a 20 year war or however long it was that we were in Afghanistan. And then af- then ask Afghanistan if that's true, that that, that they'll be supported for as long as it takes. Because it sure is, uh seems to me that we withdrew out of Afghanistan and gave it back to the Taliban. So what was the last 20 years worth? What was the last what was the point of the last 20 years, except for millions of people dead? We enslaved debt enslavement from all the debt for, for the wars. Okay. Now I'm not in the nation building. Don't think we should have even been in Afghanistan in the first place. Now I don't think we should be there forever. I'm just saying that we've got Kamala Harris saying this, that the, the U S is going to support Ukraine for as long as it takes, but that's not true. Eventually we pull out and then you're left to your own devices. But in the meantime, the oligarchs and political elites in DC are going to rack up millions and billions of dollars. of and profit and power for them and their families. So I think it's more saying on the, uh, not setting on the side of freedom, democracy and justice, but on opportunism, crony capitalism and corruption. Here, here is the, uh, here's the kicker. Here, here's, here's where she got bad juju, bad karma. Kamala Harris was forced to fly a military cargo plane home to the nation's capital Saturday After Air Force Two broke down on the tarmac in Munich, Germany. If that's not indicative of everything breaking down with this horrible regime, I don't know what is. Also, check this out. A few days ago, Kamala Harris, in an interview with Politico, said that the recent flyovers of the the U.S. from Alaska to South Carolina of a China spy balloon that was then shot down would have no impact on U.S.-China relations would have no impact on U.S.-China relations. Let that sink in. Now, of course, she met with Xi Jinping uh, last fall, so she knows what she's talking about. I I wonder if her hubris is so bad that she thinks that people actually think that she's smart. It's like that idiot who's so stupid doesn't realize that everyone's making fun of them. Okay, let's talk about what Trump's up to that's a real head-scratcher for me, and I'm kind of stumped on this one, to be honest with you. Let's look at this. President Trump, first of all, let's state some facts here. Ron DeSantis has not formally said he's running against President Trump. Now, President Trump is going after him, and President Trump has good intel, so I think we can probably draw a conclusion that's accurate, that Ron DeSantis at some point is going to enter into the race for the 2024 presidential uh, primary for the Republican Party. And I think we can probably bet that the establishment is going to do everything to defeat President Trump and back DeSantis. So as far as a political move for someone who's politically ambitious, Mr. George Soros has said that Ron DeSantis is an ambitious and I think ruthless. So let's take George Soros' word for it. It makes sense for him to run in 2024, even if he eventually will lose to President Trump. It makes sense for him to see how kind of much support he has there. Remember, we're talking about the primaries, okay? And the primaries. Once, generally what happens is there's a little bit of infighting and after the, the nominee emerges from the party, everyone gets behind them. That's generally how it works. Didn't work for President Trump in 2016. He still had the establishment trying to stab him in the back because he wasn't one of them. But we the people wanted him, and that's what happened. By the way, as I'm reporting this, just let you know, this is a MAGA, Margaret First Channel. I volunteered for the campaign in 2016. I'm not a Johnny-come-lately on the Trump train. Been there solidly since since, uh, April, May of 2016, putting in my time and effort. So just establishing that, if you're new around here, I am not of the DeSantis camp. I'm of the Trump camp. But I'm confused, really, by what President Trump... Is doing here. I'm even of the opinion that perhaps this isn't wise. Now, I, I just pissed off some of you. Trump is always right type of people. But don't be a Democrat. Don't be a Marxist. Don't be emotional. No knee jerk here. Hear me out. This is what President Trump truthed out, tweeted out several several hours ago yesterday. I will never call Ron De Sanctimonious Meatball Ron as the fake news is insisting I will. Even though Fox News killing lightweight Paul Ryan is revered by him, Low-energy Jeb Bush is his hero and always at his side. His beaches and state were closed for long periods of time. His testing, testing, testing for the China virus didn't work out too well. And his loyalty skills are really weak. It would be really inappropriate to use the word meatball as a moniker for Ron. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's break this down. Okay, first of all, it's funny on the face of it. I'm not going to call him meatball as he calls a meatball twice in this truth uh post. Okay? Yes, he has support from Paul Ryan and Jeb Bush. Okay? One one of our great congressmen Matt Gates was a Jeb Bush guy. So so let's just let's just be honest here. You can start off and be on the the Trump train. Not a problem, okay? I never was, by the way. I've always detested the Bushes because I I like peace and uh, don't like unnecessary wars and warmongering, something that the Bush-Cheney folks are very good at. Now, this is where it's confusing to me what what President Trump is trying to do here because, look, I think we can all agree, even those of us who are fully committed to President Trump, that Ron DeSantis has been a hell of a governor for Florida. His beaches and state were closed for long periods of time. Yeah, but the state opened up before any other states and were strongly in the freedom camp and bringing business, uh, letting businesses thrive. And it's, and, it, and it's particularly, once again, I love President Trump, But President Trump was fooled at the very beginning about the nature of the virus and what have you. It was President Trump who asked us for a few days to flatten the curve, which turned into a couple years. It's President Trump who was all about Operation Warp Speed. Okay, so President Trump, there's no perfect politician, folks. That's what I'm getting at here. So to go after DeSantis when he did, you know, for the few things that he did not even wrong, in hindsight, maybe, but not at the time. He opened things up fairly quickly. His beaches of state were closed for long periods of time. A lot less than forty-nine other states, for the most part. I don't know any other exception. Maybe Alaska, Wyoming. I don't know, but definitely the first big state. You know, Texas and Florida were the first ones to. So it's kind of weird to. to I mean, I don't know. I know some of you are. President Trump can do no wrong. He's knows he's got a master plan or whatever. We'll get to that in a second. But why is Trump doing this? First of all, DeSantis hasn't even officially put his name in the hat. Now, will he? I believe he will, but he hasn't right now. Why expend all this energy? Look, those are people who are for Trump are for Trump. There's pe- some people who just don't like Trump, and they're going to be DeSantis. There's nothing that Trump can say that's going to get the people already backing DeSantis to jump on the Trump train until Trump wins the primary then there's many people who are going to be, they're just going to back the Republican. Even A.G. Bill Barr says, I don't know if he's true or not, even he says that he doesn't like Trump, but he will back Trump if he is a Republican nominee against Biden. So it seems premature and it seems very petty with the name calling. Now, it worked great for Jeb Bush or what ha- uh, have you. And again, here he's also calling, he says, I will never call Ron De sanctimonious Meatball Ron. So he's using the, the sanctimonious again. Now, I know, folks, I know that we'll, we'll get into Ron DeSantis in a second. But I'm trying to figure out what strategy President Trump could, what could President Trump possibly be benefiting from these types of truths against Ron DeSantis? I just don't get it. Just take my ignorance as honest ignorance. Tell me down below, what am I missing? Because I'm on the Trump train. I want Trump. I... I will entertain DeSantis in 2028. There's a couple of things about DeSantis that give me pause. And to be honest, they're not huge things that would stop me from voting for him in 2028, but I definitely don't want him in 2024. I think it's fine if he runs in a primary, let President Trump trounce on him, coalesce everyone and, and go on to beat, I don't know, whoever the 2024, Marianne Williamson. Whoever it may be, it won't be her, but whoever it may be, it won't be Joe Biden. So his testing, testing, testing for the China virus didn't work out too well. I would say that DeSantis did a pretty good job when it came to the virus. Not, Not what I would have done, but compared to what other states have done, a very good job. I mean, we really didn't know the dangers of some of these things in the beginning, so everyone is just, you know, playing with the information they had at the time and making the best decisions they could at the time. In hindsight, would some some of those decisions be made better? Yes, that's in hindsight. That's a stupid game to play. At the time that you're making a decision, you have to make a decision based on the information that you have, and you're never going to have one hundred percent of the information. So, what is President Trump gaining by doing this? He looks petty. It sounds petty. I'm going to admit it seems pretty petty at this point to go after. Uh, Ron DeSantis. Now, at least he's going after him on some policy things, but these policy things I don't think really have any sting. It would be totally inappropriate to use the word meatball as a moniker for Ron. Now, meatball is in quotations twice. Is he alluding to something we're going to find out later? I don't know. Is he alluding to something right now that I'm unaware of? I don't know. Fill me in. If there's some sort of secret meaning or Some open meeting about meatball and Ron DeSantis, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, DeSantis I don't know about. Put it down below. I really want to know. I'm confused here. Why is Trump? Okay, Trump is dominant. He's going to win. Why don't you just save all that energy for when Ron DeSantis actually runs? I don't get why this early. It just seems petty. It really does. Oh, James, you're just a shill. I know 10 people will unsubscribe right now calling me a a shill. Once again, let me remind you, let me pat myself on the back, but I say this, I'll say all that to say this. When I say I was on the train in 2016, you can go to my Instagram and you can see when everyone, when, when the, uh, the, uh, access Hollywood, uh, audio recording came out and people were jumping a- a- off the bridge going, Oh no, 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 that's it. I was like, stick with Trump. He came out, he apologized, uh, uh, locker room talk. The guy has the goods. He can win this and he will win. It's documented. You can go to my Instagram and scroll down to October and early November of 2016, and you can see that I said that. And I've been on this thing, but I don't get these latest moves. Then a few hours after that, President Trump, truth's out, just took a very big lead in the polls. People want to make America great again and fast. Right now, we are in a national nation decline. Donald J. Trump, 50%. Ron DeSanctimonious, twenty four percent, Mike Pence nine percent, Nikki Haley seven percent, Ted Cruz four percent. Head to head, Donald J. Trump sixty one percent. Thank you. <clears throat> it is alarming, folks. Let's be honest here. This is a this is a conversation for big boys and girls. If you don't want to have this conversation or your feelings hurt, I'm sorry, but I'm glad if you're still here. I'm sorry, but we, but we as we as conservatives need to have this discussion. According to the polls. President Trump is trouncing uh, Ron DeSantis by double, you know, 24 to, 20, to 50. That's actually kind of troubling seeing that Ron DeSantis is not even running. Why does Mike, assuming that these polls are somewhat correct, Mike Pence has 9%, Nikki Haley has 7%, Ted Cruz has 4%. So that means that President Trump has half the votes. And another 44% are Mike Pence, Nick Haley, and Ted Cruz. That means a lot of Republicans maybe like Trump policy, but they don't want Trump. And then he's he's sending out these truths which appear petty. So what kind of endgame is going on here? What can he possibly gain from this? I'm ignorant. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I ain't black because I didn't vote for Joe Biden. (laughs) What am I missing here, my fellow Trumpsters? I am MAGA. I'm on the Trump train. I'm America first. What am I missing here? Please fill me in down below. I'll have more reports for you throughout the weekend. Until then, ciao. Goodbye. God bless. Please make sure that you like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, that you follow if you're watching this on Spotify or any other platform. And please check out my other show, BCP Unfiltered. Go over to therealbcp.com. And when you go over there, join, join for free. Check out my latest episode. And if you like it, Support us over there because we're we're dying here on, on, on YouTube. We're not dying here on YouTube, but they are continuing to suppress us and we get less and less views and, and, and no new subscribers. So our growth has been stunted, which kind of sucks. I'm 5'3". I was growing somewhere finally on YouTube, and they stopped that as well. The links to everything are down below. Ciao. Goodbye. God bless.